Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to Mystical Motherhood's episode number 18. I'm really excited to share this interview I did with Carlotta. She is a shamanic midwife and womb healer that's based out of Ojai, California. She supports women on their journey of creation from conception to birth, and she's the founder of Modern Medicine Woman. She uses her background in ancestral wisdom to help women heal their wombs in order to increase their fertility, to balance their menstrual cycle, and release any trauma that can actually be held from generations in the past. This is incredibly important for all women to understand because so much is held in our womb. And if you're going to have a baby or you want to just clear this generational history, this is an amazing podcast for you to listen to. Please enjoy. And if you like this, subscribe leave a comment, and feel free to write in with any questions that you have. Thanks for joining. Hi, Carlotta. How are you doing today? I'm so excited that you're here with us. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing in the world and why you're doing it and how you started your passion. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Um, I guess you could call me a womb healer. Uh, some people call me a shamanic midwife. But really, I, I do this thing called womb healing, which actually isn't that uh, mainstream. It's a, it's a very old practice that obviously um, used to be taken on by women and like medicine women in particular um, and priestesses. Uh, they used to look after women who were going through their pregnancies from start to finish and they would support people through cycles of life and death and so there was um it was sort of considered a part of the knowledge of the feminine wisdom the feminine birth keeping wisdom and it's coming back today it's becoming a little bit more popular um still i'm surprised that not everyone knows what you know womb healing means in a way. Um, And so how did I start with it? I started working with with women uh, and feminine energy and kundalini energy when I was a kundalini teacher. I did my level one and two um, in Europe and started to open up to um, what the body was capable of and how energies work in the body, obviously. And I started to notice the, the alchemy that happens within a body mm-hmm. with, yeah, with these sort of wonderful tools that we have in Kundalini with mantra, obviously, and movement and um, specific technologies. And um, so I started to prepare the, the container of my body let's say, um, 
to work with what became an even greater alchemy, which is when I started to work with, um, with fire, with orgasmic energy. Mm-hmm. I love the elements. I, I was just going to ask you. So in alchemy, if everyone's listening, it, it is amazing. You use, you use a series of elements to clear yourself, to completely transform yourself in order to become pure gold. And so you'll have to go through an inner process of alchemy in order to even become the alchemist for other people. And so I'd love to hear how your inner process occurred and how you used the elements to heal yourself. Right. Yes. Um, well, I, I consider my body the container, just as you said, the container for alchemy to happen. And I use the element of fire, um, which is to me the most transformative yes. of the elements. Um, very important still to use earth energy to hold you and ground you whilst you're working with fire. So I would always suggest to use a safe container in that sense. Um, and the element of fire works to transform what's within. So the negativity um, or any wounding that's stuck inside the body. And so that's when I noticed when I started working with fire with this sort of internal life force, I realized that I still needed a lot of healing around my womb area. And that's how I really began to get into specifically healing my own womb and then helping other women heal theirs. So when you were healing your own womb, what, what, how did that change you? And do you believe that you changed the generational patterns? And if you were to have a baby now, do you, do you, I mean, did it change? I want to know how it physically changed you. So I want to know, did your period change, you know, your menstrual cycle? Did you have less pain? Did you attract men? Were your orgasms different? Um, everything about that. So people can, people like tangible you know, if spirit, a lot of people don't want to work on the spiritual level because they want the tangible results. So when I have a client that's like, my period's better or my, you know, and I'm not having any more pain or you wouldn't believe it. I like my husband again and I want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And I love that physical result, but I would love to hear your like mental, emotional and spiritual experience of transforming yourself. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, that's so true. It is, yeah. you know, the, the defining things of, of how we live is our relationships and our health and all these things. And, and it, it was like that for me. Like I felt um, much more invigorated, more alive. Um, I definitely had a very good cycle. Um, and I also, I, I had to get a lot more vulnerable, though I have to say. Um, so I did feel a lot more magnetic, and so the, the, the goal is to sort of, um, I mean, it's not the goal, but it's, you know, what, one of the things you become more magnetic and you're more able to attract exactly what you need. You're more able to be in a dance with life. Um, so manifesting what you want and um, being in good relationship, intimate relationship with your environment. Right. With your partner. And you do have to be willing to go into some vulnerable places as well, because there's a lot of armoring that happens around the the womb and to be able to get to the the good stuff. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to to alchemize the the stuff that's a little bit more gnarly as well. And what about the generational things? Did you have memories come up or, you, you know, miscarriages from, you know, 
you might be your grandma or something like that that you could see running through you that you were healing for them? Did that occur? Yes, um, definitely around my mother's lineage. So the the female lineage and on my mother's side, um, there was a lot of um, oppression. Um, that we know we have a lot of war in our history in Italy. Um, there was a lot of the feminine that had just been sort of cut off. So the women in my family were very masculine um, and quite sort of severe. Um, and there was a lot of uh, religious issues. My grandmother also had miscarriages. She also lost two children. Um, so there was like a sense of frozen, frozenness and sort of hardening, which I worked through to soften and to be more in my feminine so that I could allow conception to, to take place, which it did. And I actually became pregnant. Um, I mean, I, I have a five month old now. So did so, it happen right after? I mean, I'd let, I'll tell you my story, but yeah. after you healed it all, you got pregnant, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also, I also worked with, you know, herbs and supplements and all that kind of thing too. Yeah. Um, I got pregnant too. After I did my womb work, I was working with Elizabeth, which I will, um, I'll put her information in the notes Mm -hmm. and Carlotta's information will be in the notes of this program. But I did my own womb work with a healer and we used, I didn't understand at the time, but we used the element fire to burn things out of me. And, you know, and I was, it was, I did, you know, I would say two to four years of pure fire purifications of my whole body of alchemy. But now I understand. And it's interesting because once you use the fire element and then you become pregnant, you move into the water element. Yes. And yes. I love that because it's, and, and I remember her saying to me, be careful because now you can get pregnant. And I mean, within a second, I got pregnant. And so it's really, fertility is not just these, you know, physical things. It's really emotional and spiritual. And, and I think women have, no one teaches that. Mm. You know, someone has to tell you that that exists in order, that seed has to be planted that, oh, if I work on my emotional body, that might help me get pregnant. Like, yes. for the, you know, for the, for nine out of 10 women, that's the case. They don't understand that. So it's really important to put it out there because I probably Western medicine too. And that wouldn't have even come up. Never. Right. Thank so. you. It's, it's, it's a beautiful reminder because it is that the work that I do with women is essentially to allow them to receive more and to believe more in their capacity to conceive. And yeah, um, hold life for fertility. Right. And then tell me about your birth. I'd be curious, like you are a Kundalini yoga, yoga practitioner. What was your birth like? Because I think it's easier when you're doing Kundalini throughout your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Did you have that care? Did you have that? Or were you physically or more prepared, you think? Or no, was it? Yeah, I have an interesting story because um, as a womb healer, so I work with women in, in teaching them to allow their, their sensuality and sexuality out and in trusting their intuition and knowing how to breathe through the yoga and, and all of this. Um, so I thought that I was prepared and I, and I was very prepared for labor. I, I, um, I, I think that I did a pretty good job of having a 40 hour labor at home. 
So, but, but, you know, what my huge learning was that, um, that obviously as much as I did want a home birth, um, I wasn't able to have one in the end. And I had, right. And that's okay. But you had a safe birth, right? I had a safe birth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was well looked after and I recovered, um, really well. And I, and I think that's due to, um, to knowing where to go to heal myself. Recovered well. Look after myself. Yeah. I had to recover on an emotional, spiritual, physical level. And how long did that take you? Because this is an interesting fact, but about uh, the yogis say that 40 days postpartum equals 40 years of your health. And so if a woman doesn't really um, rest in the postpartum period, which the typical minatatem women don't do that, they're actually really affecting their mental, spiritual, and emotional bodies for 40 more years. And so you can literally, you know, heal what she's saying. I'm just repeating it for everyone to understand is you can really heal yourself in those first 40 days postpartum and you'll be up and running in three months. Boom. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people ask me, how, how did you do it? Also just in terms of my vitality or, you know, my ability to, to be in the world after a trauma, I had two main, uh, two, two traumas in the sense that we also evacuated from a fire the night I came back from the hospital. But, uh, so I, I recovered pretty good and, um, it, it was on a nutritional level. Um, I had really good postpartum food, mm. um, I had a lot of support and did a lot of afterbirth work. And so tell me about the, I know we're getting, I mean, I want to go into all your client work and everything, but it's exciting to talk about all these things. Tell me about what you ate postpartum that -hmm. really helped your body. Because I think women are really missing that the nutrition element of between each pregnancy. So I'm, I'm really, you know, researching that for my next book right now is how important it is to space the births, but not, but also, you know, the nutritional element to feed your body because pizza and pasta, right. You know, like may not be the best thing or like I've seen women eat like sushi in a champagne bottle right after they give birth. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they have to do what they want to do, but tell me what you ate and then tell me what you did that maybe like three things that women can take away that they can do. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So the first thing is you want to keep warm with all of the foods that you eat during yep. post. Um, so lots of stews and warm rice, if you can, risotto, kitri, which is a mixture of um, mung beans and rice and vegetables, but really anything that's uh, warming. Um, so cinnamon, ginger, these kinds of spices. Um, yeah. An Ayurvedic plan. Exactly, exactly. That's also ideal. Um, Have a lot of um, mineralizing um, things. Um, I had uh, actually someone in our area does postpartum delivery foods, which is amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she created this this postpartum plan actually uh, for me, and that's wonderful if you can get that kind of support. Yeah, Um, and it's worth the money. It's really worth it. It's worth every single penny. It's worth, it's an investment for you and your baby. And it's, you cannot, don't skimp. And I, if they have any questions, have your husband email me (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I will answer them all because it's so worth the money to pay for someone to come and feed you and your mom's not going to do it right. It is because otherwise you might end up having that takeaway pizza, you know, uh, you will. 
through. Like in my case, yeah. my, my mom's very well-meaning and she's Italian. She would have had me eat pasta yeah. uh, a lot. And, you know, that wouldn't have been the most nutritious thing. It's, it's really about keeping the body warm uh, and regenerating because you lose so much blood and fluids. And, and it's and so she- interesting you brought this up because with, with my first baby, I didn't know that. I didn't know it, my poor first baby. I didn't know anything. <laughs> And I ate everything wrong and I didn't know how to, you know, I didn't know to hold her. I didn't know I was like a a baby too. And then my second baby, I was like, oh no, 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 I did it all wrong. (laughs) I know I didn't do it right because I didn't feel right. I felt anxiety. I felt I was on my social media constantly. I felt alone. I felt isolated. I don't think I had depression, but I just felt everything a mom would feel unsupported and scared, right? Second time, I was like, no way. And I, I I didn't know Ayurveda, but I studied it. I got really into it. I set it up for myself. I lost, I'm telling you all this because I lost 15 pounds postpartum eating the richest, fattiest foods ever as much as I wanted. And I would gain the same amount of weight each pregnancy. So that's how much better I was feeling. Because you do it, you know, like- Amazing. Yeah. And I lost it healthy, but I had enough milk. I had more milk. Just, it's just so good. And it's the opposite of what you think. It's high carbohydrates that are really, really warm with a ton of fat. Right. And for 40 days, minimum. As much as you can. Yeah. Beef. Yeah. Anything you can. Yeah. I mean, it's of course for vegetarians, it's slightly different. Or just soft foods. Yeah. That's in mystical motherhood too. And on, you know, you can look it up postpartum Ayurvedic plans, but was that was there anything else you were going to say about the postpartum period that you that you did for yourself that was healing for your womb? Well, I think well, womb massage, self womb massage is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of quite quite simple, you know. That there are some uh, some videos that you can look up for that. I'm hoping to record one soon as well. But um, sort of being able to touch your womb and relate to it is important. Just really massage, you know, castor oil is really uh, important. You can do castor oil packs. Um, Tell us about the castor oil packs for people that don't know what they do. Right. Well, castor oil is just a very dense form of oil that goes Mm -hmm. very deep. So it's really good for scar remediation. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, I had a cesarean, so I used it for my uh, scar, and it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also works internally to heal as well. Um, yeah, so if you know any tears or anything like that can be greatly reduced because um, scar tissue. And I'm not an expert, but scar tissue I know can grow over years if it's not looked after. Mm-hmm. To to um, tend to it straight away can make you feel more supple and more at ease. And doesn't it also help with cramps? So if you have menstrual cramps, isn't it? I can't remember. Doesn't it? Um, yes. I remember it for like, um, I do, I think it does, but I, I've never used it, but I'm just curious. Yeah. It works as a, as a general softener. In a a softener. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So tell everybody about your process of working with clients. So you have it, and let's use a couple examples. So I really want to know, how you would help somebody who let's use sexual abuse or, or a birth trauma, something like a traumatic event is, is Mm -hmm. in this person and they may not even know it even, you know, it's a past experience or how did, what do you do? So she's a new client. She comes to you. What would be your steps of healing her womb? Right. So first of all, I would have 
a conversation, you know, where we would sit down um, and, you know, maybe just have some tea together for it to be an inviting safe space. And just to say, hey, or, I mean, it can happen via Skype as well, but just drop in with each other and just um, hear what's come up for that person. Because there's always a reason why they show up, you know, why someone, and it, and it can be very different to what they think they came to you for in the end, the reason. But um, once we go, we, we drop in to see what's happening in this person's field, um, we can do a little bit of coaching and understanding to get to the point, the intention for the hands-on healing session. And then we do a little bit, we do sort of maybe 40 minutes of hands-on healing. And that's where we get into the shamanic work. And then after that, once the, the, we've, we've seen what, what needs to come up and be healed and alchemized and we've worked on that um, on the table, then afterwards we have a conversation about it to integrate and wrap it up. And so my, so my question about this is, my experience of shamanic work is working in the inner worlds to affect the current world. So it's almost like a, it's like an out of body body experience that as I understand it, what is your, how would you describe, you know, shamanic healing for someone who's never heard of it? Right. Um, so it's interesting that you say it's an out of body experience. It is in a way like opening up to the different dimensions but um, actually, I I feel that it's really a felt thing inside the body. Um, For you, okay, yeah. yeah, the way that I work um, because I feel that. Um, I, pro- I like to provide the space for a client to really feel inside her own body what's happening and to really begin to, to trust her own intuition. So any thoughts or feelings that she's having or any images that come up um, to, to be able to trust those and, and begin to really work with their own insight or what they perceive to be their imagination, um, which can actually be part of the shamanic process. Um, to go on their own journey, if you see what I mean. It's guided, so we go on the journey together. But mm-hmm. typically the client is on their journey, really feeling in their bodies and seeing, um, and I'm guiding it and also seeing and feeling things. Right, That's that's that really helps me to see what you do and for everyone else. And I love that you say... None of it's in your imagination. And I think when I started, my, I started to see things and my whole, you know, third eye opened up, I had to ask my teacher and I said, well, when do I know what is real and what's not real? And, and she said, everything is real. Mm-hmm. And I, and I love that because it's, the mind is, is the creative, you know, omnipresent all. And it, it so whatever you're thinking or seeing, it, it's real to you and it does exist. And so when it, when if I mean if you're listening and memories come up as you're going through a healing process or you you're not sure, it's all real in its own form. Do you agree with that? I mean, absolutely. Yes, and I would really encourage women in particular to really trust their natural um, capabilities, their natural shamanic capabilities of sensing and feeling. And that's part of the work I do with clients so that they can walk away really feeling um, their capacities, their natural shamanic capacities. Yeah, I love that because 
what women don't realize is, I mean, you're not the healer. I'm not the healer. They're the healer. It's like, you're just creating whatever sort of container it is that that person needs to be healed within. And it's almost like a mere reflection back just to hold the space for them to heal themselves. That's what it feels like to me, right? Exactly. And that's what I'm seeing for your sessions. That's really amazing. So, so your client comes in and they go through this process and then then what happens? Do they ever call you and say, you wouldn't believe what happened, you know, or what, you know, what is their experience and what are the things that if like give, if you can with no names, obviously if, give it, you know, have people gotten pregnant with the fertility, you know, if they work through things, do you have any examples of that? Do you have any examples of people really healing their sexual trauma or their any birth trauma by doing this work? Yes. Um, so to start with the pregnancy thing, um, well, I've had women uh, who have gotten pregnant even after a couple of just womb blessings, even really connecting to the womb, oh, that's good. doing a blessing and um, opening up the pathways of the womb and for them to really feel that nourishment in itself has worked mm-hmm. miracle in a sense, um, because in a, in a sense to become pregnant is also to believe in that miracle that you can create life. Mm-hmm. And so to hold a woman in a container where their womb is being blessed and nourished and, and worked on, um, has, it, it has worked. So uh, women have felt more open to the possibility of creating and it has happened for them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've had women who have had their cycle come back after many years, after not having had it for many years. Mm-hmm. I've had women who had, you know, actual pain um, around, you know, their ovaries and, you know, things like more um, health-related issues have been cleared. Mm-hmm. I've also had women who have come in to heal from their births, um, who had to heal from very traumatic births. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a process of really coming more into their, I guess it's more of a psychological process as well, combined of just feeling witnessed and held and feeling um, that they can trust their bodies again and that they didn't do anything wrong. And, and I love that you're bringing up, I mean, so I worked in labor and delivery for years and I would have, I mean, patients, if, if they didn't heal the sexual trauma or the previous birth, I've had patients go into PTSD in front of me because they're old sexual traumatic wounds are being hit when the baby's coming down, hitting their cervix. And as a practitioner, or I mean a nurse, even like, I don't know if every nurse nurse did this. I don't think they did, but I would ask the father to leave the room and I would ask her privately, have you ever had any sexual trauma? Have you had a, you know, a traumatic birth and have you ever been raped? I need to know this because it, it can lead to a C-section if we haven't, if you've never worked through these issues and I need to know if you're going to stall, you, you know, I don't say it like that. I, are you going to stall? But I would say, you know, I, I need to know this as you're, as someone who's watching you and I need to tell the next nurse so that we can be prepared for that. If you haven't worked through those issues yet. And by God, the women that didn't, 
they typically would go for C-section because their energy wasn't going to move through and, and the cervix closes. And the, I mean, I have a vivid memory of one woman screaming, get this baby out of me because her trauma was so deep in her and she hadn't even remembered. And the next day I went into work and I said, what happened to that woman? And, and they said that she had, re- she had trauma that she had buried of rape of a, I think of a father figure raping her her whole life that she didn't work on. And then she had the birth. And I mean, it was the most traumatic birth I've ever seen. Yeah. But it's so, I don't want to bring up the negative, but you have to work on these things, not only to, to prepare for the, the birth, but to not pass it on to the children. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I couldn't agree more. I've seen that happen too. And I, I really wish all women would do womb healing before they went into. That makes me want to cry. Like we don't, you don't need that. And it's not only your own womb uh, pain that you're holding. And this isn't woo woo stuff. Like where it may sound like womb healing is woo. woo. It's not, it's super practical that you need all women should just be, you know, self-sufficient and, and it will help you with your creativity. It will help like a lot of clients that I see, they will have an overgrowth of fibroids or they will have tumors growing. And I'm like, well, what's going on in your relationships right now? Where are you, you know, a lot of mothers that aren't being creative, that are not flowing energy, typically have an issue going on. Right. Huge. And they're like, I didn't even know that. It's so related to the health problems. And so it shouldn't even just be woo-woo. It should be like, this is practical. Your emotional body is going to affect your physical body. So let's get to it. Right, exactly. And yeah. I think we don't understand that it's our center of power and gravity as well. And so it also controls yes. our, our sense of boundaries and so how we show up to birth, how we're able to stand up for what we believe in during the birth process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when she, back to the fire element. So if you're, you know, doing, like, if you don't have anyone to help you with, if you really want someone to help you with this, obviously, Carlotta is available. Um, but if you're somewhere, you're like, you're in the Midwest or you're Australia or somewhere far out, Canada, and you're like, I can't find a healer that's, I want hands-on or something. You can find, I mean, can they find a way, how can they do this at home? What can you teach women if they're not willing to pay the money or they don't think it's worth it or all the reasons they come up with, what, what can they do every single day to A, connect to their womb before pregnancy to get the menstrual cycle going or heal themselves? So kind of two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would um, do even a five minute meditation every day to just really begin to talk to the womb. So even just sitting down um, cross-legged and just sort of having your hands like this over your womb. In a um, triangle shape? Is that a triangle shape? Yeah, like a, a triangle pointing down and just to sort of really connect to your womb and ask her what she needs. And, um, but to, to really listen and believe and use your imagination and feel what's coming up for you when you do that, if any thoughts or feelings come up, um, I would work with earth energy, get really connected to nature, feel safe so that you can feel that certain emotions can come up or any hurt or wounding can uh, come up safely and that you're held. And it's, this is why it's, it's easier in a way to go to a practitioner who will hold you, but just to know that um, nature can hold you. Mother Earth is the greatest mother of them all and she can hold you. I know this is very much a stretch, um, but to 
for, for some people maybe, but if you, if, if there's things like dancing is more accessible to you, go dance or sing. If you can sing anything that gets, um, the divine feminine flame working within you, like your, your, some people call it chi, kundalini, orgasm. So it can look so many different ways for people. Um, I, I felt strongly about providing women just a very basic manual of exercises that they could do at home, which is why I put a little booklet together um, because it's just kind of like an easy, accessible path. To Where can it. anyone get this booklet? Um, it's available on Amazon as of the 26th of May. So, oh, okay. Tell us about that. Um, it's, it's just basically um, the coming together of the last 10 years of stu- 10 plus years of study of Kundalini energy and, and feminine energy and alchemy. And it's uh, really a, a beginner's guide to how to activate your inner fire and have it work through your system uh, to go into the womb, work with the womb, and then work with the heart, and really conjoining womb and heart mm. to live a fulfilled life full of purpose, full of you, because ultimately when you alchemize uh, negativity or anything that's stuck in your system, it's like releasing pockets of energy so you can occupy more of uh, your, your body and your life. And so then you begin to live in overflow and you begin to create the life of your dreams because you're so much more embodied and sure of who you are and what you want. Yeah. You become abundant and you become prosperous and you become magnetic and things you no longer have to reach out for things. They just happen. Yes, absolutely. And that's the truth. And I mean, and it's with everyone I, I work with, I mean, I don't do the same thing as you, but I I work on, you know, whatever, whenever you start to do the inner work, the outer work will explode. And you can't, I I say this, I've said this before, but you can't move on in the outer world the way you want to until you do the inner work. And so people don't want to spend the money doing, you know, these things. And I'm always like, this is the most important thing that you should be doing is spending money on your spiritual self, because that's going to take you way farther than cosmetics or none of that other stuff lasts. None of it. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's, um, it's that the difficulty is, is, um, listening to that voice inside, um, and having the courage to really, to really go there, um, really go into the healing, the inner healing. Yeah. So what is the name of the book? I don't think you said that. And then where can people find you on what's your website? And then do you do distance healings and how can they contact you? Yes, I do do distance healings uh, and they are just as powerful. Um, it's, it turns out to be just as beautiful a, a shamanic journey that we go on together to look at the landscape of your womb. And um, the book is called The Modern Medicine Woman, A Path to Wholeness. And it's going to be available at the end of the month. And um, it's it's called a path to wholeness because um, it's just it's really it's really going into the wounds that fragment us. And so it's the idea of like bringing us back together. It's like all of us back together and fully embodied. Um, so that we're not living from a place of our wounding, but that we're living from joy and operating from joy and from full orgasmic life force. Right. 
That's great. Thank you for coming and sharing this amazing information with everyone today. And all of Carlotta's information will be in the bio and you can go directly to her website from that. And please write in to Mystical Motherhood if you have any questions. Um, Please subscribe to this podcast and give us a rating. The rating is really, really important. And if you leave a message, I'll even post your message. Um, Thanks for coming and see you later.